The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I get into AEW and NXT. Two great shows from both companies last night. NXT with a great main event with Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. Also just great entrances. How about the one with Killer Cross and Scarlett Bardot? We get into all of that from NXT. And then with AEW, we get into what is was and as always is a fun show. Just two great shows. We talk about it on a Thursday edition of the Busted Open podcast. I see your tweet, and you're like, hey, JR, since you're throwing out all these uh, all these podcasts, how about giving a little love to bust it open, you know, and then they go to break, come back from break, and then you hear what JR had to say. I mean, that is truly uh, a live show living in the element, and uh, also shows you kind of the creative freedom that AEW has. So I, I I really smiled from ear to ear when I heard that from our good friend Jim Ross. And I think you just hit on it, creative freedom. That's what makes AEW fun, F-U-N, fun. There's really no other better word I could use to describe it. It's a one-syllable word, and we all understand it, fun. Now, I liked both shows last night. I really liked both shows last night. Uh, I thought there was some good stuff. I thought there was entertaining stuff. I thought there was strong wrestling. I thought there was a strong debut. Blah, blah, blah. Across the board, I liked what I saw. But let's just isolate that that little tweet to JR and JR giving us a shout out live on the air. That would never happen with NXT. And I'm not saying this because it was us. I'm saying that that wouldn't happen across the board, period. Listen, one, if Mark Henry would have texted JR or tweeted JR, he would have probably given Mark Henry a shout out too. That's, the, uh, that's their ability to sit there at that desk or get in that ring or do whatever they want out of there in that, you know, in, in that company as long as they are entertaining and as long as they are making their product fun. That, as, that was as live as live interaction can get. Here's a tweet. Here's a shout out later on with the old Devon get the tables. I mean, he mentions busted open on the air. I mean, JR, listen, JR is a friend of us on the show, off the show. He's got carte blanche. If JR called in right now and wanted to spend two hours with us, we'd let him on for the entire two hours. But that's kind of the outside of the box stuff that's going on within AEW right now. When I'm, when I'm watching NXT, Yes, it was a good show last night. It was a much better show last night, but you still get that stuffy feel. Right, Dave? Last yeah, night with AEW, it's kind of a grip it and rip it kind of feel. And, you know, we always like to compare things to music, and this is not a knock on the WWE or NXT, but, you know, Bully, you and I are both big fans of the, of the band Kiss. When you go to a Kiss concert in Atlantic City, and then you go see Kiss in Flint, Michigan. Other than once in a while, Paul Stanley saying New Jersey or Flint, Michigan, it's pretty much the same show from beginning to end. It's very choreographed. It's very uh, by the numbers. Great show, the pyro, excitement. You know, the crowd goes absolutely crazy. But even the banter in between songs are the same. 
It's very, very calculated is what I'm saying. There's nothing off the cuff when you go to a Kiss show. doesn't make it a bad show, but, you know, they're not feeling the moment. That moment is contrived by them. And then there's a lot of other bands, when they, when they play live, they, they change the set list from night to night. The banter in between songs are completely different from night to night. And I think you can compare those things to AEW and NXT right now. AEW, I know that they know what they're going to do, but they have a lot of creative creative freedom. You know with the promos, a lot of that is off the cuff and off the top of their head. You know, something like a gym. Think about that. A commentator behind the table calling a match because of a tweet that he read during a commercial break. He actually shouts it out when he comes back from break. Uh, that that wouldn't happen with Morrow on NXT. Now, I grant you, NXT was not live and AEW was. But yeah, you but even know if NXT that would, was live, it wouldn't be happening. Th- exactly. That You know, everything for the most part, when it comes to the WWE bully that, you know, everything has to be cleared. You're, you're not going to say something that hasn't been cleared. There isn't going to be something on the microphone that is just going to happen off the top of a head or on the cuff. I think you saw that played out brilliantly by JR last night on AEW. One of the things that we were concerned about was whether JR, Shivani, and Excalibur would be able to follow up on the great uh, commentating that Jericho and Shivani were able to do because Jericho and Shivani just became so entertaining, kind of like a Bobby Heenan and a a Gorilla Monsoon or a a Vince and a Jesse. Um, JR, Shivani, and Excalibur were dead on balls really good last night. Entertaining, you know, just saying whatever they wanted off the top of the head, calling the matches when the matches needed to be called, uh, making us laugh a little bit in between. Uh, I, I really thought it worked on commentary. And J, you could tell in JR's voice last night, he had some pep in his step. I think he realized that Jericho filling in for him really, really knocked it out of the park. And even though JR is a, a seasoned, seasoned, seasoned vet, he knows that at any given moment, somebody could step into your spot. And he stepped up last night, and he made sure that he took his spot back. Hey, you know, it's the same thing here on Busted Open. If Ryan McKinnell, or maybe Ryan McKinnell's a bad example, if Jonathan Hood filled in for me and puts on a home run of a show, the next day I want to come out and really have all guns blazing. It makes sense. You know, JR has been on this show many, many times, Bully. And Jim Ross has said, man, hey, this, he's hungry. He has something to prove. And you can tell in his commentary last night, he had something to prove. I don't think I've heard that tone in JR's voice in in forever. I like even when AEW first came on the air, like JR was was on a mission last night to have a blast. And that's exactly what he had. He had a blast out there last night. Um Let's switch it back to to NXT for a second. I thought NXT put out one of their strongest efforts that they have in a while. Now, I'm not getting into everything right off the top of the show. I'm giving some blanket statements about uh, what I thought about NXT and what I thought about AEW. Uh, What I'd like to do today, Dave, since everybody always accuses us of Oh, you guys love AEW and you hate NXT, which couldn't be any farther from the truth. Oh, by the way, Dave, according to social media, you're on the payroll. You know that, right? Well, you're uh, on the WWE the, payroll. Oh, I yeah, mean, thanks. you're on the uh, AEW payroll. Well, no, it's so funny you said that because, yeah, a lot of people accuse me of being on the AEW payroll. Um, and then, but then I got tweets last night about that I'm up Vince McMahon's ass and I'm mm. a WWE shill. So I can't, I can't win either way. I mean, people actually offended Bully that we had the Bella Twins on the show yesterday. Like, oh my God, you come on, LaGreca. Now you have to admit that you're on WWE's payroll now. Like, I'm not on any... I wish I was. I wish I was on somebody's payroll because I wouldn't suffer from lack of funza. You know what I'm saying? I'm on no one's payroll. God forbid I'm an actually honest, opinionated person. And you know what, Bully? I'm in a great mood today because I thought both shows last night were really, really good. Very strong. I'm actually in a good mood coming off of what I watched last night. 
Well, I'll do my best to get you in a bad mood by the time the show is over. Thanks. Appreciate but, uh, that. <laughs> but hey, man, you're not alone. I get slaughtered on social media also by the bottom feeders who tell me, oh, you're still on the WWE's payroll. <clears throat> Newsflash, I've never not been on the WWE's <laughs> payroll. I still get paid by the WWE quite handsomely for all of my merchandise that still gets sold. So, yes, technically you are right, but I have no... Um, loyalty to them when it comes to giving my opinion on their product. I'm brutally honest when it comes to the WWE based on what I see through my eyes, not the fans eyes. I try to give it to you from my fan perspective and then my hall of famer perspective. I have, I want to come on this show every day and put over raw NXT, AEW, SmackDown, and everything else. I truly, truly do. But we see a lot of things go wrong. Hey, there were there were things that went wrong last night in that main event with AEW, right? Oh yeah, there's 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 certain things you can bring up during that main event, but dude, I could pick that main event apart. But why would you? You know, it's 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 that kind of plunder. If you're gonna start picking that crap apart you know it, it's like going to a kiss concert and picking apart the fact that oh they played the wrong note in a song who cares you're drunk there's confetti all over the place gene just spit blood there's fire there's hot chicks and they're playing rock and roll all night and you're worried about them missing a, a, a note of a song nope Maybe I need to get drunk on Monday nights. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT-93. Bully, you're right. I mean, you give the Hall of Famer perspective. I give the perspective of the fan. But the most important perspective is that of the Busted Open Nation. We're going to do that in a big way on today's show. Hey, you know what? You accuse me of being a WWE mark. You accuse me of being an, on AEW's payroll. You accuse Bully of being an AEW mark. Why is there no loyalty to WWE? Or you say Bully is on their payroll, which he just said he is. But you know what? He's not giving an honest opinion. So you know what we're going to do, Bully? We're going to leave it up to the Busted Open Nation. Let's hear from the nation on what they thought of AEW and NXT last night. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport, and Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. Can you believe it? In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching More Than a Game. When we talk about, you know, all three WWE shows looking and sounding exactly the same. And then you look at Monday Night Raw and what the ratings were this past Monday. We talked a lot about that yesterday. And, you know, you're saying, don't know this. You're kind of just speculating that they're, you know, the WWE is in a bit of a holding pattern and they're kind of just waiting things out. Again, you're just thinking that off the top of your head. But... When you look at the ratings and you look at what's good, what they're going through right now in May, in four months, things completely change for the WWE because that's the return of the NFL. So if the WWE on Monday nights are getting the ratings that they're getting right now, what do you think is going to happen when football comes back in September? Case in point, the NFL draft. Bully, do you know the NFL draft, their ratings were up almost 40% from what they were last year. So think about that. 40%. The, the NFL draft does monster ratings as it is. And then during what we're going through right now, it was up 40% because people want their football. People want their NFL. And even though it looked completely different, and even though, case in point, Roger Goodell. Bully, everybody destroyed Roger Goodell night number one of the draft. Why? Because he looked wooden. He had no emotion. He had no passion in his voice. He was wearing a suit. Everybody's like, come on. If, if, if there was ever a time where Roger Goodell shouldn't sound wooden, it's now. If there's ever a time that Roger Goodell should relate more to the fans, it's now. If there's ever a time for where Roger Goodell shouldn't be standing with a suit on, it's now. What happened the next day, Bully? He, he sat in a lounge chair with khakis and a polo shirt. 
In, in 24 hours' time, Roger Goodell completely changed all of his mannerisms because he wanted to show that his fan base, he understood where they're coming from and he wanted to relate to his fan base. Why are we still having these conversations about the WWE? So you want Vince to start wearing khakis? I want Vince to start relating to his audience. <laughs> All right. Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to squash what you're saying right now, but we've gone off track a little bit and we've gotten on raw. I think we owe it to the nation to stick with NXT and AEW because both of those shows knocked it out of the park last night. So let's stick with that and let's stick with the nation. All right, let's go out to Kelvin in Pennsylvania. Kelvin, what did you want to say about NXT from last night? Hello? Hey, Kelvin, what did you want to say about NXT from last night? It was so awesome with the return of Rhea Ripley and then the main event where the guy came from underneath the ring to attack um, attack, um, Undisputed. It was just a great show and it's better than anything AEW could produce on my site. All right. So, Kelvin, Kelvin, hold on. Let me, no, no, no. Let me ask you this. Did you watch AEW last night also? Parts of it. How come you didn't watch the whole thing? Because I watched the majority of um, NXT. Okay. So, you didn't have an opportunity to like DVR the uh, the other product? You just kind of flipped back and forth? Yes, sir. Okay. And was there any one uh, the the guy that came out from under the ring and Rhea Ripley? Are you a big Rhea Ripley fan? Absolutely. Do you think Rhea Ripley got enough offense in on Charlotte Flair last night, or would you have liked to have seen her do a little bit more? I think it was just enough, and then afterwards, her um, getting in a confrontation with um, backstage with um, Eo. I think she had a good uh, yeah. I think she had a good um, return. To, um, to NXT. Okay, all right, Kelvin. And you know what? Those were definitely highlights from the show last night with NXT. And see, I like that. He was going back and forth, but for him, the action in the ring and what was going on on the show was enough to keep him, his eyes peered to USA as opposed to what was going on with AEW. Hey, that's all we ask, Bully, is to give a fair chance. Like, if you prefer NXT over AEW, God bless, man. And if they're grabbing your attention more than what AEW is doing, and listen, NXT was very strong in the ring last night. I mean, that's all you can ask for. And he said he tried, and NXT, to him, is just a better show. Getting back to that Charlotte EO match, obviously a good match. Um, Rhea surprised us all by making a comeback, but I thought Rhea coming to the ring was a little underwhelming. Like, she attacked Charlotte, and what did she really do? She kind of pushed her from the side, and then she put her up into, like, an electric chair type of maneuver, dropped her face first onto the ring apron, and then just Charlotte just scurried away and left. Like, when you come back... When you're making a big return, your fists need to be flying. That should have happened in the middle of the ring. Charlotte should have been standing there with her title. Rhea should have slid in. Boom, spear all over her, all over, stomping a mud hole in her, and then let Charlotte get out. Like, to me, it was a little bit underwhelming. But it was Uh, good to see her back. And then we get Io and Rhea in the back, and they get into this punk-ass shoving match. I hate shoving matches. If you're in my face, I'm drilling you in the mouth. End of story. So I'd rather see the both of them get face-to-face, boom, and fists start flying as opposed to, no, you looked at me first. No, I looked at you first. Eh, you were looking at my boyfriend. It, to me, it diminishes a story and an animosity and a hatred. If anybody got that close to me, I'd pop them right in their jaw. And I, the, and I agree with you. And you've mentioned that before, especially with Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Those are two that fists would be flying and not shoving. Uh, what did you think overall of the match between Charlotte and Io? And do you think that this makes Io look strong moving forward? That she could be a contender for that NXT Women's Championship. Did um, did um, oh damn it? Did Liv Morgan have a good match with Charlotte on Monday night? Yes, she did. Did EO have a good match with Charlotte last night? I thought so, yes. What's the common denominator? 
I think they got over to a point where they're elevated now that you're looking at both of them as they could be possibly contenders down the road for a championship title. So mission accomplished, right? Yes, yeah. We 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 brought two women up at least one rung on the ladder. Everything was good. I, I liked what I saw Monday with Charlotte and Liv. I like what I saw with EO and, and Charlotte. I would have probably booked Rhea's return a little stronger because it just, it just, it, I'm not a fan of doing moves when you make a return. When you, when you make a return, especially when there's an issue, it's you, you your fish should be flying. If you're going to hit a move, if you absolutely positively have to hit a move, you want to hit your finish. But they're not going to give Rhea something that strong on Charlotte because they wanted Charlotte to scurry away. So then hit something secondary. What I saw what, what I saw Rhea do to Charlotte last night was she dropped her face first onto the ring apron. Charlotte's chin crashed into the hardest part of the ring and she took it and then she scurried away. So what the hell did the move do to her? Good point. Wasted. Yep. You wasted it. A wasted return. I'm glad to see Rhea. I'm happy Rhea's back. I want to see Rhea back in action. Rhea and Charlotte did a phenomenal job at uh, at WrestleMania. Why didn't we capitalize on that? I didn't feel like I got the same Rhea Ripley last night that I got at WrestleMania. Yeah, we're going to have to see what happens next week. And also, too, with Charlotte, you're getting the sense from Charlotte kind of that big match feel every time she's in the ring. Think about it. We saw her twice this week. Saw her on Monday, and we saw her last night. There's something about Charlotte that's like a John Cena. And I'm not talking about the rumors and innuendos that, you know, John Cena ends momentum. There's something about going into the ring with Charlotte, that big match feel when you get into the ring with Charlotte Flair that not many other superstars on the roster could give to somebody else like Charlotte can. She's a general and she forces you to up your game if you yep. know, because you know if you're in the ring with Charlotte, I better bring it. And here's the reason, here's another reason why. Because behind the curtain, if you don't step your game up, it's very easy for some like someone like Charlotte to expose you. Smart wrestlers, seasoned wrestlers, know how to expose other wrestlers without even having to touch them. It's it's um it's one of those secrets of the business that is still not talked about, and I'm not going to talk about it. But a veteran, in the snap of a finger can expose an inexperienced wrestler. And if you don't bring it with Charlotte, she can expose you real quick. And make I thought, you look clumsy, make you look dumb. Well, I'll tell you what, she made both of her opponents shine this week. He's Rick Kamler. Come on, man. He's Antonio Daniels. Cam, you got to give me more. Together, they host Give and Go. You've lost six games in a row. You just had a terrible ending of regulation. I'm rolling the dice. A player's worst enemy is himself. Of course he's going to want to play because he's a competitor. You don't get to that level without competing. But just because you want to be on the floor at all times, that does not mean that's what's best for you at that time. Give and Go, weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NBA Radio, Sirius 207, XM86. Britt hits the ring, spins Cody around, uh, spins Brandy around, DDTs her on the floor, throws her back in, and then things got a little creepy. Creepy, a little awkward, but also exciting at the same time. I mean, we see Jake the Snake Roberts, and, you know, whether the snake's name is Damien or not, Puts that snake on Brandy. Some of some of his moves, let's just say Jake Roberts' moves with that snake on top of Brandy was a little bit awkward and, like you said, a little creepy. But, man, boy, did that bring back memories, seeing Jake the Snake Roberts with that snake going into the ring, Bully. Uh, yep, I, I got what they were trying to do. Um, I'm not sure how I felt about Jake mounting brandy like 20 years ago that's that's just heat now i'm i saw enough people on social media that were you know turned off by it do you think that that got jake or more importantly lance archer any more heat 
Uh, I I think it should have. I mean, I think when that's a guy that's your mentor and that's a guy that's your you know that you look up to, and he does those things in the ring, and Lance Archer having a big smile on his face while it was happening, yeah, I think that brings some heat. Remember when Lance Archer was on the show with us about a week ago, and I asked Lance if he was worried about Jake stealing any of his spotlight. Yep. Who was the the spotlight on last night in that segment? It was definitely on Jake's. If you're Cody Rhodes, who do you want to beat up right now? Jake. You get my point? But at the same time, you're right. I mean, he does, and you sh- and, he, and he should, but I'm sure he's got some anger towards Lance Archer as well, just the way that he presented himself in the ring while that was taking place. Now, I don't know what direction they're going in, but if I was doing that last night, I would have had Jake come in the ring with the snake and hand the snake to Archer and have Archer put the snake on Brandy and have Archer stand over and straddle Brandy. Now the focus and the spotlight is still on Lance. Jake does what Jake does. He brings the snake and seeing Jake pass the snake off to Lance booms immediately puts the spotlight all on Lance he's the focal point he's the story he's the one that's wrestling Cody now let me ask you this bully and I could be completely off the mark here and knock me down if you think that I am oh wouldn't be the first time but do you think that maybe it was presented to Lance Archer to do that and he didn't feel comfortable doing it I mean, you know, I I don't know why. No, just because maybe he thought that it was in bad taste. The snake or the mounting? The mounting. They they didn't have to do the mounting. You could have taken that away. I don't know if that was just Jake, like kind of, I don't want to say going into business for himself, but just kind of like feeling the moment and thinking, oh, this will be really uncomfortable and I'll do it. Maybe that was discussed. I have no idea. But if, but. I like I said, Jake handing the snake to Lance, and then Lance, because Lance is so tall, standing over Brandy, holding that snake and looking down at her, and slowly lowering the snake down onto Brandy. Wow. Now, I know Cody was in the shower because Cody posted a a tweet saying, I'm hitting the showers a little early. That covered up why Cody wasn't there to make the save. So they used social media, they used Twitter to tell the story about why hubby wasn't there to make the save for the wife when the wife is getting decimated and desecrated in the middle of the EVP's ring. And I love the fact that the commentators, Tony Schiavone and JR especially, brought that tweet up that they had he had hit the showers or that's where the continuity comes in. Cause then it makes sense. Cause the first thing you're thinking is like, how the hell is Cody not out there protecting his wife? But great job, you know, covering all their bases and talking about that tweet. Now, to bring up conversations that we've we've had before, Bully, where where is everybody else? I mean, is there anybody that's on Brandy's side or Cody's side that would go in there and try to make a save. Now, you could probably cover it up with Lance and with Jake and with that snake, maybe why some people would be hesitant not to be able to do that. But you know what I mean. Dave, please stop playing with your rubber ducky. No, my dog. My 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 dog. <laughs> Part, hey, listen, this isn't NXT. I'm doing this show from home. We're going through stuff, and my dog's playing with his stuffed animals. Last night would have been a perfect opportunity to send um, some guys to the ring to become casualties. You can't tell me that, all right, I get it. Cody is not there to make the save for his wife, but you can't tell me that Brandy is not so loved by even one person in that entire company. How come Billy Gunn didn't jump the rail? How come his kid didn't jump the rail? How come um, a security guy? How come Ronnie from Atlas? How come one of the young boys from the back? How come nobody was there to help? Where was QT? Anyone. Anyone. I mean, so a woman is laid out. There's a maniacal son of a bitch in Jake Roberts standing there with a snake. There's there's Lance, the murder hawk archer standing there. Jake puts a snake on the girl. He's humping Brandy 
and nobody even comes down to sternly speak to him and wave their finger in his face and go, Jake, you shouldn't be doing this right now. These are the little things. Oh, by the way, all of you NXT people out there who say I don't pick apart AEW, right now I'm picking something apart. Well, it's not even picking it apart. Um, I think it's more of it's just logical. And I hope, Bully, that the next time we hear from Cody, he mentions that. Like he mentions about, he mentions obviously about Jake and about Lance Archer because that's the pay-per-view match at Double or Nothing. But I hope he mentions, I, I guess I'm not as loved as I thought I was. You know, here I am trying to be a mentor to a lot of those young wrestlers in that locker room, but obviously they don't have the respect for me or my wife that I thought that they had. And that would be a great little piece of the puzzle next week to see Cody walking up to people and go, dude, what the hell? But it's going to be very easy for guys to go, well, where the hell were you, Cody? Well, I was in the shower. It sounds a little lame. Here's the, here's, I'm nitpicking this right now, and I'm nitpicking that segment the same way I nitpick a WWE segment where an uber babyface is getting their ass kicked and not one person comes to make the save. Same situation last night. Last night a little worse because a woman is getting her, you know, getting put in a really precarious situation. Not that I'm saying that they shouldn't go with that or they shouldn't go with that heat, but do me a favor, send down a couple of younger wrestlers. Send down some 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 valiant men who are going to try to save the woman and then have Archer just choke slam the piss out of everybody. Now Lance is at least doing something instead of sitting there like a guy who doesn't know how to find the spotlight. And here's the thing, too, Bully. Like, that could be happening while Jake is doing what he's doing. Because we saw it in that vignette with Lance Archer early on when he first came to AEW. You can have these wrestlers trying to get into the ring. They can't get into that ring because Lance Archer is just nailing each and every one as they get closer and closer. Wrong. You don't do it at the same time. Because if you do it at the same time, now you're asking the viewer at home to look at two separate things. You want to cut that into two mini scenes, three mini scenes. First mini scene is Jake walking in the ring with the snake. You've established that shot. Announcers, oh my God, Jake has the snake. Memories of 1991, like Brandy said in the vignette, this is not 1991. Well, yes, it is all over again and you're going to be the victim now scene mini scene number one jake with the snake mini scene number two is here come some young guys here come some valiant wrestlers to try to make the save because they see that jake is about to put the snake on brandy this is where all the choke slams come in and this is where lance archer just completely kills everybody and that's why nobody else will run to the ring because they don't want to get their ass handed to them by lance archer mini scene number three jake putting the snake on brandy and that's how you get that entire story across. Without Lance just standing there doing nothing, all of the spotlight on Jake. Because I got to tell you, if Cody had it in for Lance Archer up until last night, Cody should want to kill Jake the Snake Roberts. Agreed. Let's go out to Matt in Virginia. Matt, what did you think of AEW last night? Uh, I thought it was really fun. The whole vibe was fun, you know, since they're doing an amphitheater, getting more superstars and more like ring crew. But uh, going to the, what you guys said about uh, Jake the Snake Roberts thing, I, I was kind of surprised that nobody helped out because, you know, Britt Baker, you know, like, you know, her team Brandy, like she did that because she tried to hit uh, QT with the shoe. And I was kind of surprised that like none of the face characters came and helped her out in that situation when uh, she got by uh, Jake. That was like one thing I didn't understand a little bit, but overall the show was great. The ending was like the ending to a concert, and I wish I was an AEW show right now watching that. Yeah, I mean, Matt, and thanks for the phone call. I think uh, both shows were uh, shows that I wish I was uh, being able to attend. But you're right. Seeing that venue, a venue that we've seen packed before for AEW, 
and seeing some of those shots, especially at the end of the show, Bully, we talked about it before, seeing like, you know, the, the football stadium and then the inner circle on the scoreboard. Those were great visuals to end that show. And you know what? We talk about this, and I'm sure, Bully, your mind's, your mind's racing when you're watching each and every segment, especially knowing you're going to be talking about it the next day. But it's always for me afterwards because watching Jake in that segment, I was so invested in that segment. I loved it. I mean, just again, it gives you goosebumps because it brings you back to 1991, you know, when you see Jake the Snake Roberts with that snake. And I think it goes back to what another caller said earlier, Bully, that you're getting these different elements with AEW. You could be a new fan watching AEW, and you could be a returning fan watching AEW. And I think both those types of fans, and maybe even fans that have never watched before, and be entertained by what they saw last night. Absolutely. I totally agree. But if you're one of those fans and you're watching both main events, are you... Are you watching Cole versus Velveteen or are you watching the the train wreck main event that AEW put on? It's great because you just said it, the train wreck. And when you say train wreck, not in a bad way, but in a good way, it's like it's like all they're throwing all these bells and whistles at you. It, here's the thing. I'm more invested. Like if you would have told me before the show, here's your two main events. Which one are you going to watch, Dave? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to watch Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Each and every time, because I'm invested in that match. I love Adam Cole. I love Velveteen Dream. It's for a championship title. Bully, I don't care what happens. I'm watching that match. But (laughs) rewind to last night, knowing that Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream was about to start, I could not turn off of AEW because they threw so much shit at you. you. How do you turn that off? Now, I went back and watched Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, obviously, but they made it impossible to turn that off last night. If somebody told you that at 9.45 p.m. last night, there's going to be a car race on one channel and a car crash on another channel, what are you watching? The car crash. Why? Just the the morbid curiosity. Correctamundo. NXT gave you a car race in Cole versus Velveteen. AEW gave you a car crash in Hardy, Jericho, Omega, Sammy, and all the other crap that was thrown in there. It's plunder. It's complete plunder. And plunder is entertaining. And then you go off with all of them giving the camera the middle finger in the football stadium and the inner circle logo. Sammy getting hit by a car. All of the ridiculous table spots. Last night, AEW said, you know what? For everybody who's sick and tired of fucking sitting at home, here, chew on this for a while. How do you walk away from that without a smile on your face going, oh, my God? I mean, Sammy Guevara threw himself into a freaking golf cart. <laughs> I, I, like, Come on. Seriously. I don't I, care what hold Adam Cole has on Velveteen Dream. I don't care if Dexter Loomis is coming out from under the ring. Yes, I like it. I thought Cole and Dream did a good job. It was a good match. I like the fact that they got Dexter Loomis involved in a main event and working somebody up the ladder. All good. But in comparison to, I'm sorry, I find that other crap more entertaining. And and I'm watching it with with my wife, and like we we kept rewinding and watching Sammy Guevara getting hit by that golf cart again and again because I'm like, you know, oh my god, like when it seriously, bully. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people share this experience. When I saw that, I was like, I yelled out, "Holy shit!" I mean, how many times have you watched the match and you thought, "Holy shit!" How many times have you watched the match and actually yelled out, "Holy shit!" Last night, I yelled out, holy shit, because it looked like he got killed. Now, we could pick that segment apart to death because 10 seconds later, Sammy Guevara is back up and he's doing damage you know, to Kenny Omega after he just got hit you know, and spun around like an, like, an, like an airplane wing. But my God, Bully, like that was like just so much going on at one time. You couldn't process everything that was going on in that segment. So what did NXT give you last night on their entire show that compared to the main event of AEW? The NXT gave you very good matches last night. 
Correct, but tell me something that they did in the vein of the AEW main event. What I didn't do anything in the vein. So what commanded your attention more than anything else on NXT last night? I mean, I have two things. I mean, probably the two title matches. You know, the two, you know, the Charlotte Flair, Io Shirai, and then the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream. But I, I say that, but then again, I was late watching Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream because of the end of AEW. I thought Gargano and Dijakovic was far better than Cole and Vel- Velveteen. That's my own personal opinion. And the segment that I saw last night from NXT that had me as excited as the main event from AEW was Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux's entrance. That entrance was phenomenal. And probably everyone's lasting impression of NXT was the introduction of Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux and that entrance that they did on NXT last night. That was awesome. It was so damn good. It was so different. Um, it reminded me of a rock and roll band called the Jenna Torturers. I know a lot of you are probably like, what did he just say? Well, if you ever go to YouTube and watch the video for the Jenna Torturers, the, the, the song is called Devil in a Bottle. That's kind of the vibe I get from those two. And I really, really liked it. It's an incredible entrance. Yeah, then he kills the guy in three seconds as he should. Leo Rush or Leon Russell or... I thought it was Leo Rush or something like it that. It wasn't Leo Rush. It actually sounded like Leo Rush, but it was not obviously Leo But Rush. I can go down the whole card of NXT and tell you exactly what I liked. Now, as much as I liked Gargano and Dijakovic, I saw a lot of things there that as a producer, I was scratching my head and going, why the hell would they do that? Dijakovic is a monster, and he's destroying Gargano with some of these moves, and Gargano just keeps kicking out, kicking out, kicking out. It's like Gargano does, and Gargano's the smaller heel, and he's kicking out of all of these monster babyface moves from Dijakovic. Does Gargano look strong, or does Dijakovic look weak? So despite the fact that I liked the match, I questioned a lot of it. I questioned the psychology. But I can tell you, Tazawa and Jack G, really good. Uh, Chelsea did a good job last night. Um, we talked about Charlotte and Io. Kushida and Atlas had a good match. I liked what Grimes and Balor did. I really liked Balor. I love the fact that at the end of the segment, Balor was not on a microphone. And just talking to him, and the handheld picked it up. There was a lot of things I liked within the scope of pro wrestling from NXT last night. NXT, to me, felt like I was going to watch Rush. A technically sound band who's going to give me some great songs and they're going to play every note the right way. And then I got AEW. I felt I was at a Kiss concert, a Motley concert. I felt like the end was a Slayer mosh pit. And I'll take a Slayer mosh pit over a Rush show any day. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. I thought Brandy did a great job with that promo and that vignette because it came across to me that I might be Cody's wife, but I'm Brandy first. And my mother told me not, you know, you know, taught me well enough about guys and men like you. Uh, There was enough edge to it that I felt like she was doing a little bit of that nightmare family stuff that I'm that I am happy that they got away from because I don't think it was clicking. I like this version of Brandy better. I like Brandy by by Cody's side, but last night she stood on her own two feet. I wish we got the Brandy promo before we got the interaction with Jake and Brandy. I would have loved to have seen a face-to-face at ringside with Jake and Brandy before Britt jumped the rail and DDT'd her. That would have been a cool moment in time, just them looking at one another. And 
Jake standing there and and pulling down his his mask and start to snicker and laugh at Brandy, and that's where Brandy could have taken a step towards Jake, and that would have mirrored the promo saying, "I'm not afraid of you, you dirty old man." That's when Britt jumps the rail, spins her, boom, sticks her with the DDT. Now we've seen we've seen a moment with Jake and Brandy, which follows up the promo. Now we see Britt being the opportunistic heel, sticking the DDT. See all these little scenes, how they play out, and if you connect them together the right way, they tell you this big grand story at the end. I'm not saying that they did a bad job with their story. I thought they did a good job with their story. But I think if there was a tiny bit more thought put into it, they could have done a phenomenal job with their story. I agree. And I liked I liked the promo, too. And you're right about the Nightmare Collective. It just never really got its footing. It didn't really connect. And I'm glad that, you know what, they pulled the plug and it's forgotten about. It's in the rearview mirror. And that promo last night was extremely strong by Brandy. And then only the future is going to tell us, Bully, if we're going to get that same Brandy Rhodes after that incident last night with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. There's got to be follow-up, obviously, right? Yeah. At double or nothing, there's got to be. We got, we're going to get Cody versus Archer for the championship, correct? Mm-hmm. All right? But there's I'm I, right now, I want to see Cody get his hands on Jake more than I want to see him get his hands on Archer. This is an interesting matchup, and obviously we'll talk more about it as we get closer. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in that match at double or nothing because you're right. Cody is standing up not just for himself but for his wife, and after what happened, that incident last night, you can see why Cody Rhodes is going to be out for blood, but you have Lance Archer, and I really think – he is going to be the top heel of your company. I think he already probably is the top heel in your company. When you just look at that bad, I mean, you, you, you tilt your head. I mean, I disagree. Yeah, I, I, top heel in the company after last night is Jake Roberts. Don't you see? Well, don't you think they go hand in hand? Nope. Because I did not see Lance Archer get the rub off what Jake did last night. Well, you can't we'll see tell how- me any different. I'll sit down with the biggest brains in wrestling and 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 watch that segment back and dissect it. You can't tell me I was on Jake. I was completely focused on Jake. I did not focus on Lance Archer at all. If that was their plan for some reason, like there's they're gonna follow up on that. That's fine. Last night, Lance Archer was a co-star in that ring. It's hard not to be when you have a Hall of Famer by your side. Let's go, right? That's Especially- the spotlight question that I asked Lance. I'm not just pulling these questions out of my ass like, oh, I want to ask the really hard questions. Oh, what a great interview. No, I'm asking the real questions that I know can happen when you're in the ring with somebody like Jake. Those com- that command the spotlight, those that demand the spotlight. Last night, Jake commanded it let's go out to let's go out to cap in new york cap what'd you think of nxt and aew last night well i don't know if you watch uh, like tv shows on netflix versus network tv shows if you have a hard crime drama and they say what the freak instead of the f word like they might say on netflix or something obviously it's more real that uh, you know a tough cop situation would be swearing uh, you were talking about a commentary last night about what uh, Tony Schiavone and JR were talking about. How about just the fact that they're mentioning Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, and uh, the Hardy Boys, okay? Those are WWE products. They haven't come to AEW at all yet. I mean, Matt Hardy made his debut last night. Devon works backstage for WWE. Maybe a lot of people don't know that. Jeff is still on SmackDown. Edge is still on Raw and Christian works for backstage. So why are you mentioning WWE wrestlers, superstars, personalities on AEW? Because they're not afraid to. Because they're talking about the history of the business. Because it made sense to talk about it at the same time. And you're not afraid to it. And, you know, WWE is going to mention a lot of these people because a lot of their past, they don't use it because 
because they've had, you know, um, fallouts with their past or, you know, one or because some, you know, a lot of their past is deceased, unfortunately. They don't talk about this stuff, but at least you're getting real commentary on AEW, which makes a big, a big difference. Well, and, and Cap, and thanks so much for the phone call. It's, uh, listen, you're right about the history. It's hard to have Matt Hardy in the ring and not mention the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Like, it's almost impossible. And again, like, everybody thinks that AEW is in competition with, with the WWE. And in a lot of ways, on Wednesday nights, they are, obviously, with NXT. Though there is the monster and decades and decades of history with the WWE. Jim Ross being a huge part of the WWE's history. I think it would be foolish by AEW to just have a blind eye to all those decades of history that Jim Ross was a part of as well, Bully. And look at that little thing that popped the caller. JR referencing, you know, uh the 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 he's talking about, oh I call, you know, I call the TLC matches. That gets a fan's ears to perk up because what it, it look at what just happened. The, the, the caller is just like, oh, my God, JR works for AEW, and he referenced WWE history. Right there, just that tiny little snippet is enough to reel somebody in because they know they're not getting that on the other product. You know, they know. Watch this. Are you going to hear on WWE programming Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Hardy making his way to the ring. Yep, him and his brother Matt, uh, you know, great tag team in the WWE. Matt Hardy right now in AEW doing his own thing. Are you ever going to hear that on WWE programming? Never. There you go. There's the point. You're never going to hear the WWE acknowledge the competition. The only time the WWE acknowledged competition was when they were absolutely forced to. That's when Eric Bischoff basically walked up to Vince McMahon and put a gun to his head and said, I'm going to force you to acknowledge us. And that's where the Monday Night Wars came from. Otherwise, WWE is just, look, they stay the course with the product. They're not going to go off course by mentioning another company. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.